The street is where we create. We call it suburbanpreneurship. Mixing big company resources with an entrepreneurial spirit. This is Electric People. What's going on, Electric People? This is Ty Williams. Let's talk about the show today. So we had Jason Ivansich, the Ivan situation on Electric People today. It was a fun episode for me. Got to do it with Taylor Turnbull who has had a big hand in developing Jason Ivansich. So if you guys know Jason, um, the best thing about Jason is what you see is what you get. He's very authentic. He's very uh, raw, almost self-deprecating sometimes, but uh, presents himself in a very true and a very real form, and that's exactly what we got here. So uh, it, it, it's awesome to see. We're catching him at the end of the uh, best quarter. Traditionally very high personal installer, um, but runs the Palm Springs team out there with Grant Shaw and recently uh, just came in at about the 300 mark on this quarter. So we got to tell kind of the story of the growth of Palm Springs, what it was like. The thing I love is Jason doesn't hold back with his feelings of maybe inadequacy or uh, understanding the vastness of the job when he got hired to go out and build a market. I think a lot of times we protect that. And so, you know, maybe we show up with a little more bravado or, or, or false confidence um, as we're hired into these roles, but you don't get any of that with Jason. He talked about the difficulties. He talked about you know managing uh, dynamics of his family and, and what it was like to, to be on one career path and to be dissatisfied and, and join this one and all of the qualms that come with it. So anyway, uh, don't want to give too much away. I'm going to let you guys tune in and have fun with me listening to Jason Ivansich on Electric People. All right. Jason Ivansich, how many shoes do you have? Uh, in between like six, we were. Have you seen his shoe wall? Yeah, I've seen it. No, you haven't. You haven't seen it recently. I just showed him like the updated one. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen the you updated like six, one. Sixty to eighty shoes, probably, maybe more. I don't know. Wow. It's and I I I just told him I said my brother in law said I probably should get like insurance on my on my shoe room. You should. It's probably twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of shoes. Wow. It's a really bad obsession. It's a fair amount of shoes. <laughs> Yeah, Why did you, you choose these shoes? What are you wearing here today? You got the the Chicago, Chicago one low G's. Uh, these are these are my favorite. I think I've seen you in those probably most often. Yeah, you're my favorite. They're, uh, yeah, they're pretty cheap. What Wait, are the most What are the most expensive shoes that you own? These are yeah, these are Travis Scotts. Which those I, are more than your chunky donkeys. Yeah, these are two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, we got a sound effect board today. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> oh, Jason, I'm excited to tell your story, man. You're uh, you're easily one of our our most animated and favorite characters. Animated is a good word. And the thing is, you're such a good sport. So hopefully, we can we can have some fun today. But manager out of Palm Springs just smashed your highest install record in a we quarter. Did. What was the final count? Two ninety seven. I heard Woo! so. Three short. We couldn't uh, find short. those extra. Three short of our goal, but I mean, yeah. It's hey, awesome. if Grant would hit franchise, then you guys Literally. would have hit three hundred. Yeah. How long have you been in Palm Springs now? Oh, uh, three and a half years almost now. So quickly tell like the story of of your come up through solar. Yeah. So I got hired September of twenty eighteen, uh, down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Castle recruited me down there, and then I was there for four quarters. Uh, Third quarter came a DM, so I was a DM for one quarter in San Diego, and then spot opened up in Palm Springs. Grant Monson was already out there, and I was like, "Yeah, I grew up in Southern California. I was like, I can go out there. I like the heat it doesn't bother me." Mm-hmm. First got there, uh, 
obviously really small office. I think there was like 12 reps or something. And now we're at 100 reps and growing. It's going crazy. So. That's crazy. The uh, What was the install count when you went there? 36 installs. 16 of me and mine. <laughs> 36 okay. was 16 from you. Yeah, well, it's went back and forth. And six. how many of those reps when you that from when you showed up are still there at the office? Two, maybe three. Yeah, so was, Joe, it was Joe, a flux. There was a Caprica Cooper and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, every, yeah. There's a lot of. Bad when did Rob come in? Jensen, he was right around that same time, probably yeah. December, January. He's, he's same, an OG. same with Jared Burton. Around those right. guys, yeah. But yeah. so we have a lot of people that listen to this that are new managers. Um, share and then that's why I have Taylor here with me, in case you omit some details <laughs> of what it was like to start that office. Maybe share like what it felt like in some of like the. Just be open with like the thoughts that you had as you were getting that endeavor started. Yeah. Uh, when I at first when I got asked to do it, I was like talked to Taylor about it. I was like, hey, there's an opportunity for you. And I, I think I've told you Ty before. I like to build things, and I don't think I build things. I take I, IKEA projects and put them together with instructions. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 <laughs> do you remember that discussion? Yeah. He's like, I love building things. I was like, well, this is more like assembling this isn't built. like he's talking about how he built an ikea like storage <laughs> storage thing. container or something no so I, i'm I, sorry you no, didn't not build it yeah i get it i get i, I like to do like if hey, you, everything's it, like everything man. yeah if you if you kind of like lay the groundwork for me i can do that that's what i meant like so i saw the groundwork from san diego south what they were doing there and what i had I kind of grown up in i kind of just honestly took that over to the office in palm springs because when i got there from the ground up the the pitch was really shady and not forthright to the customer for sure for sure like there was really bad apples there and so we had to get that going right direction and then even like teaching people how to close deals and teaching the groundwork of what hours she should be working because we had guys that were traveling we had a couple bad and bad apples they're driving three hours for for hood i'm like jeez what are you doing he's like they said they said that there's no hood nearby i'm like well, what do you like what do you mean like all these houses have been knocked i'm like no, I don't know. I've never heard of that before. I don't know what you're talking about. So I, I even took them out and got accounts with them, closed deals, and they were flabbergasted, you know? So that's the thing that kind of changed is like starting from the ground up, just had to go back to the things that I'd already been taught from San Diego South. Did you feel when you went there that you had the confidence that you knew how to actually build a team? Or not is that close, something? Not even close. Not even close. Uh, the good thing I. I it's crazy because that is the job. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people would probably answer that the same way. Like if someone asked me, like for my very first like leadership role in, in street sales, like were you confident you could get others to have success? That was my biggest insecurity starting out was I just got confident that I can do it myself. Yeah. And if you ask me one to 10, how confident are you that you can get other people successful? I, th I think the thing that helped me out there with that point was down in San Diego when I was there. We had just started what I, at the time was called like a summer pro summer program. Mm -hmm. Like we had just started bringing on these like influx of like college kids for like for summertime. And Taylor Judd and Taylor both asked me to like help them in that time. So I was doing like comma meetings, but also like a summer meeting just for them. And I would take them out all day with the, those guys. I was out there all the time. And so that kind of was able to translate over to the Palm Springs office where, again, all those bad apples had gone out. And the guys that were left had no idea how to do the job. They weren't taught the right way. So it was... It was easy in that aspect of like, Hey, just, I've already done this. Mm -hmm. Just follow me this way and it'll work. You know, so I, I think one of the things having been involved with, um, you know, seeing your, your growth in your career, 
One of the things that I think was really good about the way you approach things was when you, when you came out of, um, of like your combine and you became one of the top installing reps, you took, you took on a lot of responsibility yourself. Like you were proactive about coming and, and wanting to take on responsibility. What, w- what was your mindset around that? That if I could do it, anybody could do it. <laughs> like literally, cause I, yeah, I loathed sales. I don't know. I had sold, well, I guess probably in the future about, I had sold alarm systems for a sort of summer and pest control for some. And I hated it. Hated both those. Like it was really, really bad. And then I came into this and, it was just a different mindset, like different thing, different feeling. And so I wanted to make sure that uh, that anybody that, no matter how good or bad they did the job, that they could have somebody that was like relate, relational to them, to what they were doing. Sorry. Relational. So like there, there's so many guys that I didn't think they, or they didn't even portray themselves as a, as a door-to-door salesman. Like I didn't think I was either. I think I remember coming in and being the guy that said, I don't want to be uh mediocrely mediocrely like good i just want to be like consistent right like i don't want to be like have a good good quarter and then a bad quarter really good quarter i just want to be like consistent so i was able to teach that to the reps and like help them understand that so as you started um building the team and you mentioned that okay you didn't feel 100 percent confident that you could get people successful what were some of like the the highs and lows because it was it, like your your situation is one that we talk about a lot of like now it's so easy people look at palm springs and they celebrate and like oh that's so awesome we should be like palm springs but the two years before and like really getting things going maybe talk about that because i think there's probably a lot of people that are in that trying to find a way to build their thing yeah i think uh again we started with 12 reps quickly got to like 20 with like like amber helping out and stuff like that and just hiring through corporate Quickly after that, I was able to bring in some close friends of mine, people I grew up with and had worked at In-N-Out Burger with for a long time. And at one point, we had 21 reps, and seven of those were, we call them Burger Boys. Yeah, if you wonder if he said In-N-Out Burger, the answer is yes, and we'll get back to it. (laughs) Yes, literally. (laughs) Seven of them were called the Burger Boys, like literally, right? And so in in those struggles, like we'd get to like 22 reps, then we'd let go of again four more bad apples. We get another like 18. We could we couldn't get past the 20 mark. Yeah. I remember kept talking to Taylor. That's a hard. That's that's like one of your first like stepping stones to get past 100 100 installs and 20 active like yes. good solid. I remember, I remember talking to Taylor. Taylor's like, you guys got to get to 10 ACs a day. I'm like, dude, we're at six ACs and we're st- our first our core first quarter goals were 15 ACs, six closed deals, and I think we're like four caps or something for, for like your for, weekly for run. Week. Yeah. Are, are, are you kidding? 15 ACs and six closed deals. That's crazy. Like if we don't do that in a day now, it's like what's yeah. going on. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's times like that in that phase where you're like, is it more effective for me to just do these by myself? And that, that's what it was. So we, at the time when we first got there, we had myself, Grant Monson who came up again from San Diego South. That's why I had a good relationship with him there. And we had just brought in a, an outside guy named Shane Perkins and, with three DMs, you should be able to do 15, six, and whatever, four by yourselves right. without the rest of the team. Right. Already. So it's like there was a lot of uh, growth and um, ups and downs with that because, again, Shane then left. Grant left. I was there by myself for two quarters trying to figure that out, right? And so so what are your thoughts then? Do you feel, like, frustrated? Do you feel confident? Do you feel unconfident? Do you feel like, dude, I'm putting in so many hours, it's not working? Like, what, what, are, you, what are you feeling uh, at that point? 
felt at the time, I felt like I kind of made the wrong decision. I talked to Taylor about it and I was like, what did I do? What did I do? Like I'm the type, honest truth. Like I, I plug me in anywhere. I just go to work. Yeah. Like literally it doesn't matter if it's in, I don't know, in hellhole. I don't I, anywhere. Like just put me there. I'll go work. Yeah. That's the time I've always been. And that's why I, I think I felt really successful in this job is because I clock in and clock out mentally and I'm able to translate that. I'm not, I don't think I'm even the best salesman. I feel like I'm just more the guy that can like do the work. It's funny because that's what your like your leaders would say too. Like that's for before I knew you very well. Like Taylor knew you before me, and it was always that. They're like, well, Jason will just he'll do the work wherever. Which is honestly, that's like a in in our industry and anywhere. That's a pretty awesome trait to have. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you want someone that will consistently do the job. It's like, yes, that's actually all I want. <laughs> like, think of how many yeah, people yeah, yeah. that you wanted when you you're want trying those to build guys that team. team. Yeah. yeah, where you're like, can I just get a handful of you that will just go to work every single yeah. day? It's sometimes you like take that as maybe like like unimpressive, where you're like, I just go to work, but it's like that's actually the thing. Yeah, I think uh, me and Grant Grant Shaw now my co DM we we joke about it all the time because there was a point when he came to the office and we just saw things. I would almost say black and white, like. I remember a training we were giving to our, to our reps. And at the time, I think I'd been doing the job for maybe two years. And at the time, I had never read this different solar contract. I had never read it. I just went to work. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> two years, dude. Two years of doing the job. I'd probably had 150 installs. I don't know, like just doing the job, just doing cheaper power. Here it is, right? Yeah. And I was about to give a training and I was giving the training. And as soon as he like gets ready to speak, I'm like, hey, guys, you don't even need to read the contract. You just need to do the job. And right before he's about to speak, he's about to tell me, he's like, I was about to tell everybody else to read the contract because we just switched over to the Sunrun contract. And I'm like, man, we just saw it. Two, right. two different things. And so I, I'm the guy that, again, you just tell me this, that's what the cheaper rate's going to be, go to work. Go to so, work. Keep it simple. It's funny because when new reps come in and uh, what's the Dunning-Kruger? That's what it's called. We were talking about this last yeah. night. But when new reps come in, they often have early success. Hey, I'll explain this and then you explain Dunning-Kruger because it's awesome. But they'll have early success because they're excited and they have to be simple because you don't know any more than that. And so it's like enthusiasm plus simplicity generally will lead you to yeah. some early success, yeah. right? But then reps seem to struggle because everything that they've learned, heard, they just become complicated by nature and they have to pull out yeah, of it. I, I, I didn't. I had knew who Vivint was before coming to the job because again I sold for Apex alarms before, so I knew I knew like the brand, I knew what it was, but I didn't know I didn't know what kilowatt hour was. Yeah. I didn't know the difference between an offset or whatever it was. I just Castle my recruit, do this, go get go cricket some accounts and figure it out. And I was like, okay, I, can, I remember he still jokes about to this day. The first few weeks, I was asking all these questions like, stop asking me questions, just go work, dude, just go work, go knock doors. I was like, that's what I did. Yeah, and I think I think sometimes we have a tendency to overcomplicate things right like in yeah. this job it's like well i need to know and a lot of times reps will tell you that like when they yeah. when you bring them on you hire them at first they'll be like well yeah i'll get started but at first i need to know every ABC, i know i need to know, know everything. everything right and you're like you actually don't need to know everything you need to know the door approach and you like the very high level yeah, basic literally. overview of this stuff yeah and over time you'll learn more and more in the first week you know way more than you would have known in a year prior to studying solar out of even not being in the middle and doing the job. Right. right. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Being immersed in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think, I think as I look back to kind of that time, you know, when we would talk and, um, and you were really, you were really going through it. Um, you were, you were kind of like, you were kind of reaching out for, Hey, how do I, how do I like get a partner? Cause at the time you castles in Fresno, they're starting to kind of blow up. 
and he's your best friend. Yep. And so it would have been easy to just make the move to go to Fresno, uh, go back to San Diego South, you know, like yep. you had really good relationships there. You had all of those things, but you were able to kind of like stay resilient and stay locked in. Yeah. How, how do you feel like, how do you feel like you were able to navigate that time? Uh, I think it goes to the core of who I am. I don't know. Like again, in and out burger, I was there for nine years. I was promised time and time and time again. Like you're the next guy. You're the next guy that's going to be promoted. <clears throat> and then like I would train a guy from the bottom up. Like he had just started. He'd pass me up and he'd get promoted. I'm like, wait, what? He got promoted over me and I trained him from the very beginning. And then they're like, oh yeah, you're the next guy. And then it happened two or three more times. And so at some point I was like, I'm go. But I felt the same to here. I was like, okay, I'm going to take a decision, but no, I'm too loyal to a fault. I've had other friends from other companies reach out. I'm like, no, dude, I, I could never live, leave Sunrun or Vivint. So I just couldn't, like, I could never leave Taylor because Taylor's the one that trained me and, and bred me into who I am, right? It's like, I just can't do that. And so, like, to a core, I would never leave the opportunity that's been presented to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes, it kind of goes to the that principle of like, and this is how it is in the industry. Like how many times have you seen guys who look around and think, Oh, that that's going to be better. Like I could go there right now. And that would be like the solution to my problems. Yeah. That would be the thing that if I can just go work in that market or sell that product or do that thing, that's going to be the thing that like makes my career takes, take off and give me that opportunity. And, you know, we always say like the grass is greenest where you water it. Yep. Not in other places. And I feel yep. like that's been really foundational to totally. kind of what's happened with you. Totally. I think I think when Castle went up there, he had just left. I, I, again, I got there September 2018. And by January, he was gone. So only two, three months later, he was gone. And I was, again, by myself, my friend that recruited me. You know, and so then he went to Fresno. And then I went to Palm Springs uh, three quarters later. And as I'm there in Palm Springs, Fresno's taken off. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? We're struggling over here. And I, and I wanted it as fast as he had it. Right. I've been, I, well, and I think there was more than that, too. It wasn't just, oh, what did I do? There was a couple calls where you're like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going yes. to Fresno. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm leaving this market. You called Taylor and you called me like multiple yeah. times. Yep. You were like, I already decided. Don't try to change my mind. I'm leaving. Yep. Yep. Because I, I, I felt like I needed help somehow and I couldn't figure it out. And so and it's it, hard. dude. It's frustrating. Totally. Like, and the, the good thing is, again, praise the Lord for Grant and for his visionary. I'm not I don't feel like I'm a visionary type guy. I'm just like, again, you tell me to do. I'll go do it, right? Yeah. You lay the groundwork for me, I can do that. Let's uh, Taylor helped out with the, with the office gate, get to 100, get to 10, 10 ACs first. And then we had to get to um, the next max work, I think it was like 40 VCs in, in a week, right? Like let's get to 40 VCs or 20 VCs or something crazy. So it's like, we had to do that. So once we get to those metrics, it, ju it just happened automatically, right? So it's like, yeah, I think, I, think that's, I think that's actually a really important thing for everyone that's, that's in that phase of growth. That to me, it's always like, hey, the first thing you need to do is, is get behind a goal that seems really big for the team and go get everyone's efforts aligned toward that goal. So yeah. if you can get to that 10 ACs in a day, yeah, that shows the team what they're capable of doing in a day. Once you've done that, then you can say, okay, now let's try to get to 20 VCs in a week. Yeah. Right? If we can get yep. to 20 in a week, those kind of metrics for I'm thinking about a lot of teams that are, that are smaller right now that are in that growth phase yeah. that if everyone got out and just worked and pulled their weight, they actually would do it. Yeah, and, it's and just, when I, you do it, it creates energy, right? As I, as I tell everybody, dude, math, I, the, the, the numbers tell history. Like I tell a story, right? So it's like for, I, I bring prime guys into in Palm Springs right now. I'm like, I bring down, to break down their squads and I'm looking at their numbers. I'm like, look at, I don't have to say anything. 
the numbers are right in front of us. You have two guys that are doing like 15 VCs. You have a couple guys who do like seven or eight VCs. A couple guys who do three. Like those numbers just tell you that you're going to get like 30 installs out of that group. Well, how do I get more? Okay. The, the numbers already tell me. Like if I get 10 ACs a day, times that by six days in a week, I get 60 ACs. What's that turn into? It's like 20, 20, inst- 20 VCs. So that's what it is. Like that's what that's the goal we had to get to. So how did you how did you manage the frustration of like wanting to be in a certain place, seeing your friend take off and not having the results? Uh, probably just friendships and, and relationships I have. Like people like said, stay grounded, stay true. You know, so like, well, it wasn't too much because that's just who I am to a core. It's not like something I had to like dig deep for that much. If that makes sense, I just had to talk to my friends and like, hey, settle back, you're good, chill out for a second. Like we all had to go through these growing pains. Yeah, I was thinking about this like with regard to you this morning, where you're the type of person that um, is dealing with another situation, and it, it surprises me that this person that I was in a conversation with, I'm trying to help them, and they're not very open. Right. They think they're open, or they say they're open, but they came to the conversation with their own ideas, and they weren't really ready yeah, to yeah. listen to anybody Great else. Story, yeah. But I never get that with you. Like even when. Um, Maybe your wife would say something different. I don't know. <laughs> but like, no, I think, I think she's, she, said, she, she honestly says, I'm willing to change more than anybody. We can get to that story in a, in a little bit. Well, let's yeah. talk. Yeah, because I actually want to hear that mindset because it's the reason that you've done so well in this job. Because yeah. a lot of times people, they say they want help and you start to help and they rebut and they counter and I already tried that. And what I leave the situation with is you don't actually want help. And so when we were talking about when you're like, hey, I'm going to Fresno, you were working freaking hard. Like you were going out into the desert. You were sweating. You were developing reps. You were doing the things that you were asked to do. But when you're when you're under 100 installs a quarter, those things don't work as well. Right. And so it feels like it doesn't for sure. Yeah. And it doesn't because you don't yet have momentum on your side and every single account that gets installed, you have to be involved with. And so what happens is you start to think. I could never do 300 because I can barely keep my head above water with 300. Almost as if like you go to the gym and you try to bench press a plate on each side, 45s on each side. And it's the first time you've ever done it. And it's so hard and your brain can't fathom doing two plates 10 times. Like it, yeah. it can't fathom it because you're like, my body will break. I'll just die. Right. Right. But I remember in those times, two things that were great about you. And I would give this as advice to other people. You were really honest with Taylor and I, you weren't worried about looking cool or weak or any kind of thing like that. You were like, Hey, I'm struggling and I don't know if I can do it, right. which if we can be there, a lot of people come in and like, listen, I know what I'm doing. The market right. just sucks. Right. But you're like, listen, I, I don't, I don't know that I can do it. I'm trying really hard. So you're really honest so we can build off that. But then as we like tried to impart wisdom and give advice, you took it and followed it. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the things I love most about little kids is they're not worried about being cool. They're not worried about, hiding their emotions it just kind of is what it is so you can like work off that right but maybe talk about that mentality because i feel like you went from extreme i can't do this this is terrible to like two quarters later you're like we're at 150 yeah to two quarters after that being like i don't know what's happening but we're having so much success (laughs) yeah you know i I think uh yeah and maybe it's the way i was raised my parents all the way up and the most recent job again in an alberta i there you would have to do A, B, C, and D, and E to get promoted. I felt I did A, B, C, D, E, every, every single letter, and then extra. You had to be accessible. I mean, I remember for people that are old in and out people, they had to work off the clock to learn how to cook. Like, you had to actually not be clocked in, 
which I guess would be considered illegal. Kind of, right? Like literally. <laughs> like not work like not in the state, even in the state of California, like you're not clocked in, but you're learning how to cook. It's that it's that in and out subculture. Oh, the my dark gosh. underground. Literally. It literally is. <laughs> the underbelly. It literally <laughs> the lower no, gut. It, it, really, it really is. So I, I I did the same thing here. So it's like um I felt like uh if I had done A, B, C, and D and I missed a step, cool, tell me what's wrong. So I, I take that same relationship over my wife. So my wife is Again, runs our family, bless her soul. She takes care of all of us. And if we didn't have her, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I would be doing. I'm doing what I'm today. Like she is the reason I'm here. One thousand percent. I would still be in and a burger. I'd still be flipping burgers for a living. She tells me, "Hey, there needs to be a change, or there's going to be a change." Like literally, in in a rocking chair holding twins. She's like, no, something needs to happen. Like we're barely making ends meet. I'm stressed in my mind. I need some, I need some type of like security for my family. All right. What, what, what's the next option? All right. Dump to do. Let's do it. Like she like basically put the contact with me and castle together. Like Jason struggling. Even my little brother, Casey, who castle knows as well. Like Jason struggling. Let's figure it out. So I was like, okay, let's do that. Man. Did I not want to do sales? I did not yeah. want to come here, but I still did anyways. Right. It's like, I feel the same way a lot of times. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I when I my first time hitting franchise, I had been trying for months, months and years to try hit franchise. I sit down with Jason Crown at the time, and he's sitting me like, I, I, I again, I had already been doing the job for two and a half years, almost three years. I didn't know how to do work through accounts. I've been here four and a half years. I didn't know how to work through accounts a year and a half ago, up to a year and a half ago. Like, I don't know how to like find out when the permit's coming back or how to get, push this. Thing. I, I I just did the work. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? So it's like getting through that type of stuff and somebody like, Hey, figure, figure this out, help get, get this better. Okay. Lay the groundwork for me. I can do that. Right. So that's, that's kind of the thing that's kind of always been open for me, I guess, to help me be successful, successful in this job. It's really cool, man. I appreciate you sharing that. It's like, and hopefully like you guys that are listening, you get a sense of that from Jason where it's like, if you tell me what to do, I will do it. And then it starts to work and then you double down on it. Like yeah. I remember sitting in those, um, Taylor and I would call them marriage counseling sessions between you and, and Grant at the time, like <laughs> where you guys both had so much passion, which again, if you have enthusiasm and willingness, then we've got all day to talk strategy and, and, and yeah. tactical execution. It's the people that are closed off where it's like, I think my words are going to be wasted. And also the ones that are, that are not working. Right? right. So like you give them the advice and then they don't work. Yeah. Like they don't actually go to work to implement what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I had I I had that conversation um, with my wife I, a couple of weeks ago, where I was talking through a situation I was going through, and I was like, I feel like my words will be wasted. Like I will say them, and that's exactly what needs to happen and needs to hear, but they're not in a position where they actually want it, and so yeah. it's 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 a hard thing to watch people say they want I'm guidance help. And, and help, and then know that they actually kind of don't. But the cool thing is, I mean, we've gone out at different times and come out and seen the team and we've done it on emergency like visits and things like that. But it's always felt like, no, this is this is exactly I'm, I'm more than happy to invest all the time here because I know it's going to work. But I'm, I'm so glad we got the opportunity to talk to the team. And, and, and you guys both were passionate and, and putting all of it into it. It just hadn't worked quite yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Taylor and I both saying, like, it's going to be really awesome in a year to look at this. And see, at the time, we were trying to hit 150 installs. You guys just hit double that. Yeah. 
So now to be on the other side of it and like, hey, it it worked. Yeah, I don't know if maybe once. I don't know if there since me and Grant Grant's been there for almost two years now. I don't think there's been one quarter that we didn't do more than the quarter before. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. There might have been once, maybe, but even then, I don't think so. So it's like on Excel spreadsheet, I have every quarter back to back to back. We started at thirty six installs, my very first quarter to two ninety seven. That's so knowing that now, what advice would you give to somebody that's trying to build through it and impatiently like evaluating their their life and results? Someone like I guess advice to you two years ago. Yeah, uh, gratefully put yourself in position to have visionaries around you because again, that's not myself. I think that's more uh, Taylor, Grant, Ty, those guys, and so and then ask what they need to do, and I just go to work and do that. So they, at the time, literally was just do ten ACs, and I do that. Just actually do that. Like. Don't 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 be the guy. I remember we were trying to like almost even fight over territory area, and they're like, "All right, once you get this certain amount, we can actually ex- possibly expand it." Don't like try to fight tooth and nail for that area until you've actually done the work, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like a lot of times people must like fight preemptively or like cause strain to themselves or stress to the job, whatever it is, even reps, right? It's like they're worried about knowing everything. Don't just know the nuts and bolts and get to work, and then after you've done that, we can give you the rest, right? So it's like. Yeah, I think one of the things that, you know, you're when we came out to do the rebrand of the office, we we ended up landing on a brand that it didn't actually make a lot of sense. (laughs) Proof. Yeah. You know, like we came up with the with the proof thing. But explain kind of what because you kind of just alluded to that. But but what does that brand mean? Yeah. So um, what the first off, the number one reason I came out here. Um, or the thing that's kept me the longest for most people probably be family. I think, but for me, it's not even that I apologize to my wife. I apologize to my kids. It's not the reason, uh, it's prove them wrong. That's so when I left in and out burger, when I was even there in and out burger, there were people leave to go do summer sales. I'm like, you're an idiot. What are you doing that for? Why are you going to go do that? I've done that. It doesn't work. And I was that guy. I left. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm out. And my manager's like, all right, we'll see you back in a couple months. Deep down in my core. I'm like, Screw you guys. I'm never coming back here again. Never flipping a burger. Uh, so everything that I do to a core was prove them wrong. That was like my core. Castle Castle got me like a big poster that says prove them wrong. Everything I do was that. So then Ty comes out to rebrand with Taylor and um, it comes from back from a book or something. The Alchemist or something you're talking about. Like some magic thing that that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> what is it? I've never read the books. So I have no idea. What is it? Some magic, some magic thing. Some magic works. wizards or something. Some magic uh, work. Some wizard happens. book. <laughs> Carrying some stones or I something. Don't know. I don't know. No idea. We were I, talking about how when you, like the, the key thing from The Alchemist is when you truly want something, like the universe conspires to make it happen. Yes, right? that. And so I was like, oh, stupid. Let's be those guys. Because like Ty knows brands. And I'm like, okay. that's what he's like, We list it out. We actually list it out. Like the things that mean the most to me. Mm-hmm. It's family and hard work and obedience and loyalty and all that stuff, right? And then, um, and then we, I think it went, took another step. What was that? I can't remember the next step. Well, that's when we went into, we asked, like, why you do the job. And why you, do the we job. went down the road that you're on right now of like, well, I mainly do it to like prove the process and prove people wrong. And we actually wrote on the board, prove yeah. them wrong. Yeah. That was the first exactly. time I had heard that, yeah. that, that I knew that that was a thing for and you. And it was, it was crazy because he, he actually drew up like this big, like, machine and like, you input this and out, out. Put come out and output comes out. It actually came out to be like things to my core are trust in the process. Like I trust the process to a core. Like I know that if I go get three ACs today out of one of those three or out of those three in a season a week or a day, one of those will turn into a closed deal. It's just the numbers tell themselves, right? So it's like to our core, I trust the process. 
I prove them wrong and I do things, do the things. So it's like doing the things is like doing the work. Like don't be the guy that's like trying to do something outside of what the core already is. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like what things we already do. Yeah. It's funny. Cause when you look at people that are successful, like it's funny cause you text, me do the things kind of all the time, but it's one of those things that we often say when we're training a team where, and, and I've, I, somebody said this to me when I was like early in my career getting trained. And so I've kind of like just regurgitated it so many times, but it's when I look at the group and say, Hey, I, by the stats, by the odds, most of you won't do this. Literally be the one to do the things. And we always say, be the one to do the things regardless of the stuff, because the stuff's going to come up, right? Oh, yeah, I was going to work out every day, but then I had a baby and, you know, or then I got a job transfer or then, you know, whatever, right? But that's the difference. Yeah. Right. I I was the guy that wanted to be in management, In-N-Out Burger. It's one of my, this is one of my craziest stories people hardly hear. Is that and a thing with In-N-Out? Like, it's, I would call it In-N-Out, but you call it In-N-Out Burger. Kind of like how people that don't live in California yeah, it call says, it Cali. Well, but it then says, you live here and you would never yeah, call yeah, it Cali. Right. It says In-N-Out Burger on the, the I know. It's just like that's the that's the, yeah. that's the real but stuff. This is probably one of the craziest stories. I think for 99.9% of people would never do this, but of course I'm the oddball that does it. I wanted to go into management. Like I was gonna be the manager, going to. I was like one of the up and comers. And you were there how long? Nine years. And at this time, I'd been there for like three, probably three years at this time. And uh, my wife was pregnant, and we were doing the old government insurance, trying to figure that out. We had seeing if it was gonna work out, you know. And at the time, I as a going into management, you didn't, you were, in, you were, in, uh, didn't have insurance yet. So I was like, all right, I either got to go into management so I get insurance, or I press pause and like let it ride, get the government insurance and keep going to school and keep doing that thing where, um, my wife was pregnant. She was 39 weeks pregnant. So doing a week and there was a management class down in Arizona and I was living in Utah at the time. An in and out management class. Uh huh. So they have them all over different States and stuff. And at the time I had to go to Arizona from Utah and I was going to be gone for 30 hours. And in those 30 hours, seven hours into it, her water breaks and I'm out of state. Luckily, FaceTime had just come out from Apple, and so I had missed the birth of my first son for in and out The reason I say that, it's like I had to do either either I go to management class and take the risk. At the point, it wasn't a risk. It was like I'm, I'm, she felt fine. There's no risk at all. She's like, I, I'm good. There's no problems. Or I have to wait months to have the baby. We don't have to have the baby. So I had to go to management because that's the next class was like months away. And we had to do government, insur- government insurance and who knows what would happen then. But, again, tender mercies in all this because my son who was born had heart surgery. was born with, men- with meningitis. My wife had mastitis. Uh, yeah, heart dropping problems, everything. All because my father, my dad, asked my wife to lift up a couch when she was 39 weeks pregnant, which doesn't make sense. But made her water break and then all these things happened for a reason. Right. So all what I'm saying is I always, always do the things. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like, if I never like question whether it's like, is this going to be the right thing or not? Just, just do it. Just go. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people like question that this can be like the best fits. Like I didn't pray to marry my wife. Didn't pray. I just felt good about it. If that makes sense. Like some people say you should pray about it and worry. No, it's like, wow. What, what, praying over what? Like I already know what's good. Like I, do I need to pray if this cake is good? Just take a bite of it. I don't know. <laughs> like, just take a bite, dude. Like, is this and that be, therein is, is your essence. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, that's the way I work. I, that's why I do life. I always, always just do the things. It's like, 
at work that asked me to do this? I do it. Okay. You're, you, that's interesting, though, because think about, like, and it's the way you said that, but, like, the fact that you missed the birth of your first son for In-N-Out. Oh, my gosh. In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger. And uh, it's it's crazy because those choices. They didn't ask me to do that. It's, like, either I do it or I wait. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, not, right. on, it's not on them by any means. Right. We'll never say that, you know. It's like but those are the choices we make, right? And so. I, I actually almost had a very similar experience in Arizona. I was in Arizona on a preseason alarm trip. And on those trips, we would we would fund those ourselves. So we would rent 12 passenger vans. We'd get two or three of them, pack them with people, drive them to the area that we were going to go train people. We'd get the hotel rooms. We'd fund all the meals. Like It was like as much like a personal business, right? Yeah. And um, my wife was pregnant with our second, my daughter Scout. And I had driven to Surprise, Arizona with all my buddies. And we did the trip and I got back. And literally like two or three hours after I walked in the door, we were in the hospital having the baby. Yeah. And I was like, it just kind of makes you think like, is this, am I giving my effort and work to the right place? You know what I mean? And am I, am I, am I able to capture the value that I'm contributing? Or at least, at least does the opportunity match Right, the, yeah, the I, effort and the level of sacrifice. That, that's, you know? a, that's the time. That's what I wanted. I, I thought my life was gonna be in and out burger. I know for life, so we called it. Right, it's like I know in and out, right for life. And so I thought, like, there's no way I'm gonna do anything else. This Thank goodness you don't say that anymore, <laughs> right? No disrespect to my I and O folks, right? <laughs> Literally, um, I, I, that's to a core. Lay lay the ground work out, and I can I can do that, right? So and, and I'll do those things. I'll do the things that kind of any risk. I guess I guess that makes sense. Like. My wife says we got to jump ship and move to Southern California and sell solar. I'm like, screw that. But I did it. But okay. Yeah, okay. If it's going <laughs> to work out, right? Like, I we went to debt for it. Like, literally. Probably the wrong way to do it. We bought passes to Z World and the zoo and Disneyland. Like, I remember I pulled into San Diego before because I was again, I came two weeks prior to my wife coming down. And the first thing I did was I went to a Nike outlet. <laughs> <laughs> first thing I do it's a Nike outlet I'm like if I'm gonna knock on doors and say we're represented by Nike I'm gonna wear Nike swag that's what I'm gonna do yeah. right like and I went with Castle and saw the job and like yeah when you move states like that you gotta pay for insurance and change over your car registration and your license first and last month's rent and all, all of it stuff. all of it so we just took that took bit the bullet and obviously it's paid off the other direction because most people are like no I'm gonna wait to see if this thing works out first before I buy a pass it's like no well I, I, I want it to work out it's better, better work out you know yeah most people I think that have had the results similar to you have, have a similar commitment story. Generally when people kind of like test the waters, I always think that's like saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work out and see if I like it. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it's hard. It's heavy. Your muscles tear. That's the argument I have all the time. You don't know what to do at the gym. You feel weird. Like it, it's, you're not going to like it. Nobody. So if someone's like, Hey, I'm going to go try this job and see how it goes. It's, it's not, I mean, it's not going well, but that's, the reason the opportunity is what it is. If you say, all right, I'm doing this regardless. I mean, that look at this room, right? It's the exact same thing. We know that road. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, w I would say a lot of times, because we recruit a lot of people, you know, and, and a lot of times they have to relocate like you did with your family. And sometimes guys are like, yeah, I'll, I'll come down for a few weeks and try it out. And I, I always tell them that they it won't work if it's they do hard. that. It's because that way, yeah. every single one of us had that moment when we were knocking in the first few weeks where it was like, what the hell am I doing? Right. <laughs> like, like what have yeah, I done? Literally. And why am I out here? 
putting myself at the mercy of strangers and like I, I should be doing something else. Like I don't actually belong where yeah. I am right now yeah, because yeah. it's a very lonely job, yeah. right? Like you are out there with nobody around you yeah, and you don't know what everyone else is doing or if they're working or whatever. And you're just out on the streets and you're not really supposed to be there. Right. Like, so you're always <laughs> showing feel, up yeah. where you're not supposed to be talking to people who aren't expecting you to be there. And, and it, it, you, everybody will have that gut check moment, at least one, sometimes multiple. And if you're not committed, then you'll make the decision to pull back. Right. Yeah. yeah. The logical decision. It's like, that would make sense to make that decision. The difference is if you're in a situation where that decision is not a luxury that you have, you just keep going until it works out. But the job will test you. It'll put you in a situation where you have to decide to punch through the wall. And once you do on the other side, it's not that bad, right? Yeah. But it will it will put you up against it. The logical it. thing would have been to be home with my wife for her, the birth of my son. Right. That'd be the logical thing to do. But like at the time, it's like we both thought that that's my, my path. It's either now and risk doing that through government insurance. I don't know how that would pan out. But again, luckily I went through management at that time. And I got insurance. All the bills combined were like half a million bucks. And you're a oh, because the surgery and sur- all The that heart stuff. surgery, yeah, the, the yeah. life flight, all that stuff. It's so expensive. And you're a college student. So you're basically bankrupt and you haven't started your life yet. So and that what? ended up like the doing the work ended up exactly. giving you the results, right? And it, it does feel that way typically when you put in your effort. Like, like what the alchemist says, like things just end up aligning for yep. you, yep. right? Like yep. when you're doing the things and yep. when you're not doing the things seem, things seem to work against you. Yeah. And yep. how many times have you been with a rep who like, who was putting in the work, getting really good results and then suddenly isn't getting good results anymore and they have all the things working against them. And when you sit down and go through the process, you find out that at some point, they stopped doing the things. Yeah. Well, right. It's, it's, and, and all those things that stopped them from doing it. It's like the normal life stuff. Right. It's normal life, dude. My grandma passed away. Yeah, I get it. Like that's not, that's not something that shouldn't allow you to like spend time with your family. I get it. But it definitely shouldn't keep you from like still putting the work in, putting the time in. Yeah. Sure. You just bought a new house. I did in Beaumont. And you're, you're developing Ivan Sitch Gardens, a mostly concrete garden in the backyard. It's crazy, man. Lush it's, with... It's, it looks amazing. It's crazy expensive. More expensive than I thought. For Lush sure. with pickleball aplenty. Pickleball, basketball court, uh, ingrown trampoline, putting green, and the hot tub comes in on Thursday. <laughs> Built-in grill and all that stuff. Yeah. It's exciting. Ivan Sitch Gardens, we need to get you like a little sign made. Yeah, but it. is did you ever think that that would be possible? Like it's been fun for me to watch. Like you were like, hey, here's the pickleball court, and I'm like, this thing keeps expanding and expanding. No, yeah, it gets getting bigger and bigger. So we got uh, in our boys' room, we put a bunk bed room, so it's like four beds. Idea came from Ty Williams' cabin. Oh yeah. So like, put the kids like, on the wall and line and them literally up. Literally, line it them up. Keeps coming up. I don't like no like more and more stuff. And I think the wife's about tapped out on stuff because she's like, this is not gonna be right for our house. I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I still want to live how I want to live. Um, <laughs> like she like the other just I think the other day I was like okay just the very last project we're gonna just wanna rip all the carpet out and put all um wood flooring down I'm like it's a brand new house brand spanking new house it just got built and yeah, get that carpet there. out of there yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a non carpet person me so. too dude me yeah, carpet's too. the worst so I'll, it's I'll, actually kind of gross like when you think about it it just it is gross you made Taylor made fun of me because I posted a picture on a Peloton I it's not there now but it had been on top of my carpet and he's like. Doesn't sweat fall on the yeah, carpet? Dude, it's massive. And then what are you gonna do? Really Vacuum gross. over it? Like that's gonna clean it. <laughs> I had a mat down after that. Okay, 
Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the I'm on the no carpet train. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's been great. So I owned a house back in the day up in Utah for a little bit. That was my first house in Eagle, Eagle Mountain. But then ever since then we've been renting everywhere we went. And so I got my high, highest bill from Edison as a renter, and I was like, okay, screw this. I'm not. I'm not. What was your bill? Eleven hundred bucks for your electricity <laughs> for one month. Wow. Jeez. So one of the things, one of the things that I, I love about you is that you have a unique way of communicating and what that's resulted in is a lot of Jasonisms. So, mm. so Jasonisms are things that you say that are unique to you. Mm-hmm. What are, what are some of your go-to Jasonisms? I, I don't know if I have a unique one, but it's, it's things that I don't understand or things I say that, uh, for most people would be like. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> You're one of the only people that FaceTime me. Yeah. So that, that would be that, a Jason. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. another way I communicate. Well, for me, it's like if I'm already calling you, I'd rather just see your face too because I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. It, it, feel, it feels <laughs> it's very. A, it's literally the same thing. It, but Castle does it too. It feels yeah. very. Um, you, call, you call it intrusive. Intrusive. Yeah. yeah. It's a very intrusive. Let me just thing. port right into your life and yeah, right in front of your like, face. Not, I, I have nothing I'm to hide. Not, I'm not ready for I that. I have nothing man. to hide. You can find me on Find Friends. It shows my address of, and everything. Of right all now. phone calls you make in a day that are like um, friendly, you know, it's probably different if you're like, you know, call Verizon or whatever. But how? What percentage of those are Facetime? Ninety-two percent. Yeah, maybe one that's not. If you had to subscribe to Facetime, like you had to pay a monthly service fee, course, what's the most course. that you'd be willing to pay for that? Like, if you had to pay thirty-five bucks a month, would you pay it? Probably. Yeah. Wow. I'm dude, anything that Apple produces, I have to have and do. 35 a month, dude. I say that, but Jason has it and does it before me. Remember, I bought that new iPad with you because I, I tote how I do everything Apple tells me. And he's like, you haven't got the new iPad yet? And I was like, Ooh. And I had and I had the extra keyboard for you. And yeah, you had the white that white one. Oh, I actually bought the iPad from you. I forgot about that. He, have, yeah. he found himself with two. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Still story. in the box. Crazy story. But no, I I don't know. Jason is. I don't, I don't know what they are off the top of my head. Yeah, some some of the good ones are like instead of revving the engine. Oh my the gosh! Training, oh. Rubbing rubbing the engine. <laughs> you gotta get in there and rub it, dude. You gotta rub the engine. Dude. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, rub, gotta rub I, that I, thing. I lost that bet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you did. I don't I don't understand. Uh, I guess basic lingo. I, yeah, there's things I think I understand or heard, and I'm like, I'm not a car guy by any means, but I thought they said rubbing your engine. <laughs> He put it in a training, yeah, in writing. So, yeah, so and I, and I think it was Grant that like stopped you. He's like, "Wait, does that say rubbing the engine?" <laughs> yes, I was doing a training based on like what kind of uh, car you are. Are you a Volkswagen Beetle? Are you a Corvette that drives fast? Are you a mom wagon? Whatever. And I wrote, "Rubbing your engine." <laughs> and then it, below that was even more, it said "fully blown." <laughs> I, and I meant like fully like going, go full go, blown, go, yeah. go full, full blown, yeah, like yeah, always, yeah. like going want to go fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it did not go well. The entire <laughs> office about lost. Well, and the thing I about kid you not, and, Grant's that's not letting that one. No, slide. And I, kid, I kid you not. In my brain, not. in my brain, it made sense. Like right. when I typed it out, I was like, "Yeah, rubbing your engine, like rum, rum. You want to go fast." <laughs> but I, but I think the thing about you that that it's really endearing, actually, because you're such a you're so authentic yeah. and so honest. That there's no guile, like you don't mean anything. No, but you not couldn't at all. mean anything by what, it. What else did I mean by that? Like right, that's yeah, literally just, what I meant. I wrote rubbing your engine because I literally thought run, run. The, I I thought like you they're, they're, they're grinding the pistons. I don't know. Like that's what it made the noise. I don't know what that you meant. <laughs> I guess I was wrong, and I yeah. And or, I, it, I don't the, know. The, Maybe that's better. The crazy part is, is that I was like, better, dude. I was like, I guarantee. 
my wife doesn't know it. Like, I, who would know what revving your engine was? Yeah. And then I went to my wife, and she's like, yeah, it's obviously revving your engine. Yeah. <laughs> it's based off revolutions. Like, yeah, not a clue. Do we have others off the top of your head? That's a great one. No, there's there's plenty of yeah, those meetings. There's there's a lot. Those are always happen. Yeah, like, I think we lot. just had we just had a in our last meeting. I just I said, yeah, I said something, and it's like you guys are weird. Like, why does that come out as the way it did? I I said it normal, thinking it was great, normal, and I was like, no, Jasonisms versus like the rest of the office. Like the rest of the office thinks that everything I say is a Jasonism. Yeah, I think we should keep a journal. No, like, I, I really think we need to have a journal. Give that because to Scott at the Gardner. end of this, Scott Gardner end, said it. Yeah, he will. At the end of this um, distinguished career that you're that you're on the so road of, it'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be really fun to have a book to to tell the stories. It's, here. it's 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 literally it's it's uh it's stuff I do actually again do I do it too and I I think in my mind it's like yeah wouldn't everybody else say that or do that and then after the fact it's like no that's not even close that was what. <laughs> how do you view now like um coming in and learning like the the kind of like a book that's kind of made at least through like the your, your guys' sales teams is the you know the chop wood carry water oh my gosh you've read it wait what i didn't tell you about this i just i finished it and i'm, I'm on the second one right now pound stone, pound stone. Pound stone. Yeah. i'm not a book reader actually i though i think the book i've only before these and before atomic habits but before that i was like i think it was the only book before Cover to cover was like goosebumps, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not a book reader. Goosebumps, I, scared at camp. I, I think I probably have ADHD without even knowing. Like, I just like can't focus and like sit and think. So, but, but wait, 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 what was your favorite from the Goosebumps series, though? Man? I, d- I always no, picture the dude, one with the so, ventriloquist doll. Yeah, yeah, that's same the thing. One. Same totally. thing. Yeah, that's is, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I I so yeah, I I listened all the way through on the I did the comfort crisis just. I've already yeah. read two books. I'm on my third book. I've I've never read three books in a year. Yeah, never in my history of my life. There you go. First time ever. It's crazy. Level, leveling up. Carry, carry, chop wood and carry water was, for me personally, it was way better. That's your. That's your. That's your that's, doctrine, right? right? There. That's what I'm saying. It's like to a core. Like, I, I think the comfort crisis were like was like super, wordy and like talked about like neuro, neurological and yeah, I don't know, but it's more I, scientific. And I'm more like get to work. This yeah. is what this is what you can do. It's like more elementary reading. When you, know? you when you go through those books, you listen to them. I actually listened to Pound the Stone first and then Chop Wood Carry Water, and then we we recommended to all the reps. Shout out to Adler because he was the one that, yeah, that, that. that put me onto those books. But then we recommended over the break that everybody read those. And I think for every rep ever that does this job, they should start That's reading the Chop Wood Carry Water and then read Pound the Stone. Because what happens is you feel like, like – I feel like I could have written that book with all the trainings that I've like given sure. or heard over Literally. the years. Like it feels like you're sitting through a bunch of correlation meetings, like back to back. They just speak our Literally. language. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, which uh, one did you like better? Uh, I, I like pound the stone. Better. I like chop, chop wood, carry water. I like chop wood, carry water too. Yeah. They have, the, they have a lot of, I mean, I'm, They're listening, both great. I'm listening to pound the stone on the way here. So like a lot of the same stories are in chop wood, carry. They brought up the whole coda story again. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like they're all the same, but my I I just think the reason it resonates so well with me is like reps come in here and want to know everything. They want to know how to become the best samurai warriors. That's what he wanted to be in the story, right? He wanted to be a good samurai warrior. It's like no, don't pick up the blade, don't pick up the arrow, don't pick any of that stuff up yet. Pick up that wood, chop it, <laughs> carry water, right? It's like don't worry about closing the deal yet. Don't worry about like the ins and outs of solar yet. Like just memorize the pitch. Like we have a system in our office where it's like reps are worried about what happens if I get inside a house. 
what if I, if my first door I'm knocking, I guess that house, I'm going to crap the bed. Yep. Yes. That's actually the purpose. We want you to fall on your face a little bit here right. and you'll learn over time right. what I need to do. Like, but people are like, no, dude, I need to know the ins and outs of everything. It's like, no, no I, I, do you remember that first time you got in a house? Do you remember the first time you got in uh, to a house by yourself? Yeah. And I, what that was like? Yeah. So it, it was, it was the porch and on the vivid solar Does days. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Let me tell you why. Let me tell so you why. Was it? A, what is it? A screened-in porch? Screened-in porch. Mm, well, at least there was some. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why it works. Because this is this is actually a this is this, this shows like again maybe my Jasonisms or like the things I just go to work. I didn't know. So on Vivint Solar Days, you had these qualifying questions at the very bottom. You had to like answer. And the very first one says, "Are you the homeowner? Mm-hmm. Do you have a good roof?" And all these questions, right? I didn't see any of that stuff. Didn't see it. And it automatically always chooses no. Oh, so when right. I so when I hit submit, it declined the offer. It said this is a disqualified lead. So you thought it like felt credit. Well, it didn't. I didn't. I didn't know why. And I scroll down. It's like oh, because this is says it's a renter, like because I didn't click homeowner. So I remember that like and then, and then you remember being like, well, see, they said you don't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So th- th- that's how I've always done it. Like I, I thought, I thought I did the job right, and I just. Nope. An hour later, it says disqualified lead. I'm like, what just happened here? Yeah, I remember. I remember the first the first uh, door knocked, got in, and I had never seen anyone do a sit down. Yeah, literally. What do you do? I just never seen it. And I'd see George. I'd I'd been with Jordan Williams for uh, for a few hours, and we were <laughs> Jordan had five guys shadowing him, so uh, you know it was tough At to get once. in the house. But he actually did get he did get a few ACs. But I had not seen a, a sit down. So when I got inside the house, all we had was the folder and I had the contract. And so I literally just like went through the front of the contract. Yeah, the read guy, the contract with the person. Signed it and like called in to do the, the call. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really know. And it got installed, you know. Yeah. So it was, it's like you you have those things where I think in your mind you're feeling like, oh, man, I need to know all of the things. But the reality is like the falling on your face, that part of the process is what creates literally. the resilience over time. I. I feel like that's why I resonate so well with reps, right? Like, I think some people come to this job, they're like doing the background check on Sunrun, see if that's a good opportunity for them or not. Dude, I already knew Vivid once, but I didn't know, like, did I again? I had never read the contract for two years, guys. Like, like it literally took, which is crazy to think about, right? It's like, I didn't do any, like, I don't know if they're, they're good reviews or not. I, I didn't do any of that. I just came in. Well, I think you, 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 you saw the results, right? Totally. Like you had seen the results with in Castle's life. And I think that's actually one of the most important things because as you, when, when I, when I'm recruiting guys and, and, uh, and they're going through like the, the different opportunities that they have, a lot of times they're like, well, what are you, what's your, what's your loan offering? Like what's your, your red, red what's line, your red whatever, line, whatever what that are means. your adders, what are your, whatever all that of means. those things. And I'm like, Hey, look, all those things are, are, they're fine. Like they're, they're okay questions. What you should be asking is what's the result you want in your life? Yeah. Like, what's the result you want? Yeah, you, you, and you asked that when I started. Like, what's your result? And if you if you look around and you see that there are, you know, that there's hundreds of people getting that result on this platform, that's the only thing that actually matters. That's all mattered, yeah. Because sure. all the other boxes are obviously checked, if, if that's the case. If, you're, if you want to go to a place and they have the highest pay, but they have one guy that's that's living the lifestyle you want to live or they have seven guys that are living that lifestyle and then you look over here it's literally hundreds of people that are living that lifestyle like which platform should you be on like you get 
those other questions you can you can check the boxes if you want to, but the most important thing is like is what's actually the, what's the result? And what's right? everybody else doing? Yeah, like how do I put myself in that situation? Like when I came out in an burger, I would make it like fifty five, maybe fifty five thousand dollars a year, maybe. And you asked me, what do you want to make? And I said, well, gosh, dude, I know the guys that do really well, the 80-20 rule, that they make probably over $500,000 a million, obviously. And I don't want to do that guy because those guys in Utah, we call them Provo All-Stars with the BMW and the Nixon watch. I don't want to be that guy. Not a chance. And the white belt. And the white belt, right? And uh, I, I had all a, those things. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be Ty. I don't want to be Ty. <laughs> and, uh, and you said, no, you don't. And so I said, I said $150,000 would be nice. That'd be triple what I had made before. And you're like, you told me, nope, you're not coming into this job to make $150,000. You're coming in here to make $250,000. I'm like, that's not possible. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and, and then on top of that, like I, after my, my first quarter and a half, I got my tax lady. And she's like, and she's like, uh, I don't do anybody's taxes. that don't, doesn't make $250,000. I'm like, I've been here for four months. What do you mean? $250,000. I don't know what that even looks like, but I had to do that. And it worked out. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, 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 I luckily thank the Lord for Castle and my friends and uh, the examples have been there. It's like they put the example for me. Like I remember Castle not being able to go inside of houses, going home, he'd, the door would be locked, right? He had to go home after he got two ACs, couldn't go home. Like that's a perfect example. He'd get his paycheck. Wait, what do you mean? His wife wouldn't allow, allow him to go home until he had jewels. She's, she's the real hero. Hey, I've suspected it for she's years. She's a sweetheart, but underneath, she's a savage. She will dude. lock Literally. you out. Yeah, she, Literally. she would lock the door. Yeah, that's that's the story. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think our, both my wife's a savage, too. Like, And I, I call her about it, and she jo- we joke about it. Again, this is a joke, everybody. I call her a gold digger. She, 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 would, <laughs> she would go anywhere that is going to put our family in the best spot like for security. Which is like, if there's more money there, let's go there. Like literally, if there's more money in Timbuktu, let's go. She's I don't like, hey, you coming, Jay, or, yeah, or li- not? Literally, like, literally. So most people because like, I'm going. No, but literally, because most people are like, I want my kids to have this good like area to raise kids. Like my wife, we've made, we've already moved four times in four years. It's like, yeah, but that's most people, right? Like I think most ambitious people, like we have it kind of weird because we can make choices and stuff, but yeah. And, and you have an opportunity to earn well wherever you go. But think about when you were looking at management in and out, or like, I think of my upbringing growing up where it's like, you know, my family, we lived in Seattle my entire life. Yeah. I, I moved my senior year of high school to Denver because that's where the job was and that's where the opportunity was. So it's like, did I want to move my senior year of high school? I mean, that's actually okay with it, but yeah. Most people say no, like they want to be with their friends or whatever. But it's not a question you ask because it's like, well, dad has a job, right? Literally. Yeah. And then, you know, my sister, we moved around a little bit, but she moved to, to Ohio in middle school. Like, did she want, I don't most of the world doesn't have the luxury. Literally. Of like you just kind of do what you have to do and then you figure it out as, as, as you go. We were, we were talking to a guy yesterday, two days ago, me and Grant about, he lives out in Florida about relocating out here. He's like, well, I'll come out there if you guys have a travel package and set up all this. Like, well, I didn't get any of that. So, I mean, you could ask for it. Maybe we could have it set it up for you, but not, not necessarily. I would have debt to do this job. Yeah. <laughs> not again. I did the opposite, right? Like, yeah, and I think sometimes we think that's so brave and awesome. But that's, I think that's like if anybody outside of our world was listening to this, they'd be like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You had, you had the opportunity to get promoted yeah. and you moved to Atlanta. I don't – like that's just what you do, right? <laughs> like yeah. you just kind of yep. go to it. What do you think um, – what change have you noticed in yourself through the through the growth of the team? From, from, from I don't know if I can get this thing off the ground to creating proof and trust the process to now looking at the best quarter you've ever had. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I think, again, being the visionary that he has, Grant, being a, a co-partner with him, he's helped me uh, open my eyes to a lot of things. So he said, read the contract. Yeah, I read the whole contract. What do you know? It should, I should have done that a long time ago. Right? Like, literally, I was just being humble in that way. Like, I think a lot of times I um, have to swallow the, what's it called? Swallow the bullet? Is that the, that the, again, here's another Jasonism. Here we go on, on the spot. Is it a swallow, bite, bite, bite the, bullet. the bullet? See? Like you got to swallow the knife, Boom. man. <laughs> See? Bite the bullet. I just didn't know. You got to swallow it. You could swallow, swallow it, too. too. Bite the bullet. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that is because, like, I obviously do things different than most, or I think different than most or not the norm. And so I, I, luckily for him, he's able to like, okay, let's see what's, what's needed and let's do that. And I, and I'm the guy that's like, okay, go to work and let's do that. Right. He, he's, he's, he's the brain works behind the whole operations. Okay. Let's do the, let's do an incentive for our office where we recruit a bunch of people. We went from 60 people to a hundred in weeks. I mean, maybe, maybe a month, but we did it at a UFC fight for guys that brought people on. So it's like, luckily and to the grace of God, I, I, that's who I am is like, I'm always able to like be open to opportunities that they want. I, 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 I don't think that way per se all the way all the time. Like I'm like, no, things are going great. We're at 60 reps. It's, it's what we had in down San Diego and I was there. I think that's kind of normal, but no, it's great. Grant's like, no, let's, let's go to this. Let's go to this. Okay. Let's do it. What do we got to do? What's what, how, how can we make this work? Right. So it's like, yeah. What, what do you notice any differences in like your thought process or your, 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 your confidence or, you know, if you were to answer that question now, do you think you could start this again at 60 accounts and grow it back? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I, I think um, having been there, done it. Yeah, obviously. I think I could definitely do it again. That part. Uh, I I would do it differently. And the fact that I would be way more open to um, the way other people think. Right. Because I, I thought my way was the right way. We're going to go there. I was like, nope. Uh, it's only work on, I, I, I got success. I, I've done 150 installs. This is the way to do it. Not, not reading the contract. Nope. You can look at a contract and still have success, success in that. So I think I would definitely do it differently in the fact that I would be open to like what other people are saying, what other people are doing. I'd reach out to other leaders and find out, Hey, what's being successful at your office? What's, what, what's going yeah. on there? So like if I, if I, if it's the only thing is my working, it's, it's not the way to do it. I got to look at what the other opportunities are. That's big. I remember Tay when when I remember one of your guys' early squabbles, marital squabbles between you and your your co DM, was over productivity of reps. Where it's like, and I remember you were asking like <laughs> Taylor and me like, hey, I think the production standard should be this. He thinks it should be this. We're at an impasse, and we're both like. I mean, just pick one. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. What matters yeah. is that you have a standard that you hold people to. But I remember you guys were like, I, I think that's I, really, I think it was, I think it was about like ACs and VCs probably. It was like, oh, I, that's what it was. I used to uh, you wanted ACs. to focus on ACs. He wanted to focus on, on verification calls, deals, yeah. calls. And Taylor and I were both like, guys, like, you don't need our opinion on this. Literally. But, but the cool thing is even hearing that, because that's where you were at that time where yeah. you're like, I'm just, this is the only way to do it. And right today, like if you ask us today, we're probably opposite. Like I care about closed deals. He's like, no, we need some front end production right now. It's yeah. Like, it happens so often. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I sometimes come off as the, the, we call ourselves mom and dad. I come off, come off as mom and he's dad. And then we'll, the roles will switch and like. It's a really good partnership you guys have though. And I think it's something that, um, that everybody could be better about, right? Like the, the being able to see other people's viewpoints for, for having value because yeah. they're coming from their lived experience yeah. and their thoughts. And if they think differently from you, that's actually a good thing. Like Mike Evans and I almost never 
agree. agree on something at the beginning of things. Almost never. Yeah. Like we always see things opposite. And, um, and he always thinks he's right. And I always think I'm right. But what we end up learning is that as we, um, you know, as we work together, we trust each other a lot. And so as we've worked together over the years, we've been able to um, be more open and curious, which I think is a lot better than being certain. Um, and as you do that, you get to a point where best idea wins. Yeah. Right. And when you operate in a high level of trust with each other, then then you can have that where it's like, oh, OK, you think it's this way. I think it's this way. Um, you know, let's pull everybody, see what they think. And let's like, let's really, let's not be afraid to have those kind of hard conversations. And I think that's one thing you and Grant have learned how to do is like, rather than us needing to mediate, like we did at the beginning, like you guys can now kind of have those hard it, conversations crazy with each other. It's crazy because I called Grant to come out and work there with me. Like I loved who Grant was when I first met him. Like this guy has a heart and soul of God. Like this guy's the great guy. Come out here, be a partner with me. And then, having not worked with him like in, indoors and all that stuff I felt at the beginning it was like push and pull complete opposites but dude, I, not, I I say it with all the firmness so like we are the perfect heart partnership yeah like, we it, see things the same and opposite at the same time like it, it just works really really that's well that's what you need yeah um, do you know who my actual favorite author is do you know no do you know it's, I don't talk about him very often, but sometimes I do. it's Chuck Klosterman. That's my favorite author. Oh, yeah, author. yeah, no, I knew that. And it's like, he is just like, he, he writes about like extremely articulate, like true stances on pop culture and like what it means to us. Like he's probably like the leading thought expert on it because he's the only one that's thought about it that much. But he wrote this book called What If We Were Wrong? And I think that's kind of what you're saying. And so what he, what the premise starts out with, you know, in, in like the year 1500, we were certain that the earth was flat. We knew that. And we were so wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You look at like um, advancements in modern medicine. You look at sanitation. You look at thought patterns and the connection to that, to creation. Like generally the, the, like the textbook certified fact it only takes a, a couple hundred years to get out a ways and you realize it was completely wrong. Sure. And so it's weird that. You know, I always say, like, the older I get, the less I'm certain of, like, the less I know. Because it's like, I, when I was early 20s, I knew everything, and now it's like, oh, well, that's not how it I, I feel the same way as I get older, too. I was like, I talked to my wife about it. It's like, the more we, older we get, the less that we were told when we were young is the right or wrong yeah. is actually the right or wrong. It's yeah. not, not saying it's not right or wrong. It's just like, now I can see with my peripheral vision. Yeah, you see more of a whole there's picture. More, there's a lot more going well, on. His, yeah. his, his question in the book is what things 200 years from now that we're certain of today are going to turn out to be totally false? Gravity, basic mathematics, like uh, yeah, all brain science, like it could be really different. And so I think um, one of the biggest differences that I see in you is – you know, Taylor talked about certainty versus curiosity, but you don't stick your flag in every single thing anymore. <laughs> it used to be yeah. like, oh, we have to go out to Palm Springs and talk to these guys about whether they should count ACs or welcome calls. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, well, let's think through it. Like years of marriage, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're not sticking your flag in anything anymore. It's like, okay, it's not let that go. Let that one go. Right. right. So it's like marriage and being with Grant. So it's like both are that way. So. I used to say that marriage is a series of events where I stick my foot in my mouth. Because it's like, I, I remember I had this one discussion with my wife where I studied advertising in school and it was going to be in advertising. I was going to be in like branding and like 
you know, we were living in Utah. I went to school at BYU. And so I remember like, she's from there. And I remember talking to her and saying, Hey, we're probably not going to live in Utah. Cause there's like no big industry here. We'll probably live in New York or we'll live in LA or we'll go to a big city or something where there's industry. And then we ended up, not only did I not go into advertising, I stayed in door to door sales. Right. And then you look at where the booming tech industry yeah. is Silicon and where slopes. more people are earning more money. It's seriously. The Silicon slopes and I was right like, there, why? Yeah. we used to have arguments about that before we had kids. And when I was, and I was like, all that wasted time in it. Why not right. be like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like it's both. It's important to That's us that we have thing, a yeah. dynamic opportunity, and I guess we'll see. But I was so freaking certain, and it's like if I could go back in that room now and just put my hand on my shoulder and be like, "Hey, hey, hey just actually, you don't know anything right. about where you're going to end up, <laughs> and relax." Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think again, he's such a visionary. I, I, I'm grateful to be around him because he. We're gonna get to 100. How are we gonna do that? Yeah. How are we get to 100 installs? I, I don't see it. I remember talking to you on the phone today, and you're like. I just got a rush of feeling. Of, remember this phone call? I don't know if you remember. Like you said you got a rush of feeling of yeah. we're going to get to 150. I'm like, Dude, there's no way. Like, I, <laughs> I just don't see that. I'll go plug in and tell me what to do. I'll go work. Keep recruiting. Keep doing this. Like, okay, it's going to work out. I love that you still haven't quite learned to not say it. Like, you're admitting that you couldn't see it, but yeah. now it'd be like, shh, don't say there's no way. Like, someone's going to do it, and <laughs> yeah, you're going to feel dumb once they literally. do. So I just, just got to be more curious about it, like what the opportunities is, right? So it's like, I think I reached, once the rad thing comes out hopefully soon uh i asked taylor can we get open an ied better right so like, that's a possibility now because now now it doesn't worry about like the net metering thing so it's, I'm, all i'm saying is like i'm trying to be more that way right Try, trying to we be could more. call you in four years and be like we need you to move to australia like that could happen yeah we, we there could be crazy partnerships there could be all these deals so now i've just learned not to put my foot in my mouth it's right. like yeah you know what i mean like we often joke too that like i probably would have been good at three kids i have six now she seemed to know better you yeah. know what I mean? It's just yep. like one of those things where it's like never say never again because oh, I was down at the three. odds are you're yeah. gonna get put in a situation where your your certainty is challenged, right? And so th- true. There's a more expansive thing happening. So true. You know? So true. Yeah. That's awesome. One of the worst things you can be in this world is certain. Right? <laughs> like for real. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> but even our process, right? Like you know, you come into this like the more we're, we're going into more diverse like ways to sell this product. We're going into more diverse ways to like handle the productivity of reps. And it's like, okay, you just when you think, no, listen, I've run so many teams. I know exactly how this works. Somebody with less experience sees a different thing, presents an idea. And at first, like, we'll look at recruiting. That was something that like Taylor saw in like, you know, you mentioned Amber helping grow your program. Taylor saw the opportunity in that program before I did. Because I had so much experience with people that wanted to recruit for you. Oh, let me come in. I'll do your recruiting. And I'd be like, that doesn't work. Yeah. Because you have to develop influence. And influence is developed in the trenches. And honestly, you're just like the incentive is misaligned. And generally, people that want to recruit are people that don't want to work. And that was just my my yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened is completely different. And I it's like, man, I probably wasted a couple of quarters not nurturing the program because I already knew how it was going to turn out. Turns out I was completely wrong. The program's a massive strategic advantage. And now we're to the point where we're continuing to unlock it, unlock it, unlock it. But she and Taylor knew better actually in that situation. And and why be like, it's not going to work. Why not set up a a situation where you can try it? Uh, Seth Godin talks about that. He talks about a lot of like big accomplishments or great creative endeavors are preceded by the words, this might not work. So yeah. might not work, but you know, 
is it theoretically possible to attach batteries to a hundred or to a hundred percent of our accounts? A lot of people would be like, no, it's not possible. It's too complicated. The, it changes the pricing thing, but maybe you say, hey, this might not work, but what if we shop for it? Yeah, and we'll you try. could yeah. see, oh my gosh, we created a whole new industry. Think about the industries like diehard Apple fans. We didn't used to have apps. We yeah. used to have an app store. Yeah. We used to have digital music. We used to have digital media. Yeah. Somebody at some point probably said, this might not work, but is it possible to not release CDs? That was an unthinkable idea like 25 years ago. Right. And now if someone gave you a CD, you're like, what am I going to do with this? What is it? Yeah, like your kid <laughs> would literally be like, is what, this, what is this? It's a weird boomerang or something? It's a projectile yeah. Yeah. is what it is now. Anyway. Hey, well, I'm stoked for all your success, man. You're such an easy person to see have success. And I'm really proud to see you. you continuing to mentor more people and to, to expand. It's like It's always a great time talking to you appreciate it what's next give me a vision oh gosh uh go to work <laughs> <laughs> go to work and see what happens no uh no me, me we for sure have obviously we wanted to get to 300 we just barely missed that goal so we have goals of hitting 400 and 500 for sure this coming year which, which again which is don't know how no Grant yeah work. It, it's it's just massive I, one thing i've always said and i, I think maybe my i've i might have like low-key offended some people by saying this but I've always said that, and I've told you this many times, that if I could run, if I had to like start an office from scratch and I could pick a partner to run it with, I'd pick Jason. Because the thing about Jason is that he's always where he's supposed to be doing what he's supposed to be doing. And I think that that's one of the most powerful, it's a superpower to have that. And it's funny because we don't, we're not, we're not blessed with superpowers, Yeah. but like, and all of us can, can do that, but very, very, very few people like if I call at a certain time of day, I know where you're going to be, and and, and I'll share my location with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> find friends. Yeah, you're not afraid of it because you because you are where you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to be there. So I've always said that, and and echo what Ty said. Like I'm just I'm extremely grateful for you. Have all the faith in the world in you, and and just uh, couldn't be more couldn't feel more lucky to to work with you and have appreciate you on the team, man. Appreciate it. appreciate it. Well, thanks for sharing with us, brother. It's been another episode of Electric People. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to this and interested in joining our teams, DM us on Instagram at Run the League. What are you waiting for? Run the League, shoot us a DM, and let's get going.